to CGF Minis, the brand new companion podcast for the cor- Corporate Global Football Dynasty podcast. I'm co-host Jacob Park, also known as the Jersey Commissioner and GM of the Popular Ballers. And I'm co-host Wyatt Keener, GM of the Winter Faces. This podcast is brought to you by CGF Minis. CGF Minis are an exciting new chocolate treat and the official snack of the Corporate Global Football, Football League. These delicious mini chocolate crests contain a chewy candy center that is both sour and sweet. The tongue-tingling candy cores come in three irresistible flavors, strawberry, blueberry, and dewberry, all of which are topped off with a perfect protective coating of colored milk chocolate. Don't miss a big play digging in the pantry for a snack. Just tackle your taste buds with CGF minis. Available now. Thank you, CGF minis, and thank you, Wyatt, for reading that off for us um you left out that you're also the reigning champion in your introduction there. i thought I about saying it but i didn't want to come off the first you. episode <laughs> i didn't want to come off the first episode as a cock i'm sorry oh that's all right that's all right well we'll get right to work here we're not going to waste a lot of time on cgf minis um so we're gonna have wyatt go through the standings as they sit go here going into week 10. yeah so in the lead after nine weeks the bruise matthews eight and one also first in the points four category. Second place at six and three, the God Kings, tied by record with the winner faces in third, also at six and three. At five and four, by themselves in fourth place, Marley Magic, a two-way tie for fifth Gotham Knights lead due to the tiebreaker of the points scored by a hefty margin over the Matriarchs, who are also, again, five and four. The last four teams are split only by their points four total, as each team is three and six, Seventh is Touchdown to Nabby, eighth Pit Kings, ninth Rocky Mountain Mooses, and tenth Popular Ballers. At the bottom, but not for long. That's exactly right. Transitions nicely into our first matchup of the week. That's right. We got the Gotham Knights visiting the Popular Ballers. Um, These teams have faced each other four times in the past. The Gotham Knights have taken every matchup so far, including the one to open this season. Uh, streaks coming into the game. The Knights are on a two-game losing streak. Ballers won their last matchup against the Pit Kings. Uh-oh. Trend in different <laughs> directions. That's right. That's right. Uh, and then, yeah, I'll let you take it from there if you have any insight into this matchup. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to see if Josh Jacobs can keep the Gotham Knights chugging along. Maybe the most surprising star when you looked at that roster before the season and you thought who could be carrying this team to the playoffs. Uh, Josh Jacobs without Hunter Infro and Darren Waller both announced out as of today, Wednesday, for uh, at least four weeks, both end of the IR. So we'll see if he can carry Jonathan Taylor's dead weight into uh, the top four, or stay in the top four, excuse me, with a win over the Popular Ballers this week. On the Popular Ballers side, uh, seems like they've made it through the quarterback conundrum of the bye weeks. Uh, now have Doc, Dak Prescott and Derek Carr, their two preferred starters, leading the way. This is the projected to be the biggest blowout of the week, but even so, the uh, sleeper gives the popular ballers 38% chance of winning. And, and I mean, anytime you've got Cooper Cup on your side, McCole Hardman's been playing strong lately. And is this the week Kyle Pitts finally breaks out? We'll see tonight on Thursday Night Football. 
I was very excited for the chance to watch him tonight. I don't know if I've caught any Falcon game yet this year. Yeah, so. it's hard. It's hard to find him on TV. And Panthers going to be wearing uh, the the black alternate helmets. I don't know if they've worn them yet, and I missed it, or is this I don't the first think time, they have. But... I I think they're wearing some black uniforms too, right? Do you know if it's all black or just pants or? I think tops? they were going to wear them all black. That's what I was thinking um, too. Yeah, nice think color. Should be a sharp sharp look. Yeah. Uh, some other things to note in this matchup. Interesting uh, facts here. Gotham have scored over 200 points in every one of their victories. This what? Season. And not oh, one of them was against a team in the top five. Now, they are one of the top five teams, so that means that they lost to the other four. But I thought that was interesting. They're definitely a feast or famine type of team. Although their it, bad weeks aren't really that low scoring either. It's just kind of been bad luck with who yeah. they're playing those weeks. Yeah, I uh, also want to apologize. I misspoke. I said they were in fourth place. That's Marley Magic. Sorry to discredit the Magic. But they so could climb a... into the top four. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, that's all right. So Gotham Knights are definitely a team, you know, coming into the season that we're expected to maybe be performing a little better than they are. Um, and their points four even shows that, you know, they're, yeah. they deserve maybe more than what they've gotten so far. So. If you're Hunter, I think some panic maybe is setting in a little bit with how much he's kind of bought into this current group of guys he has. Um, window probably isn't only one season, but you know his picks are pretty much cleared out. So yeah, for the next two years, right? So, <laughs> next two uh, or three, maybe. You but. have to wonder. We may end up with a Jim Irsay situation here, uh, just cleaning house, firing some, hiring some nobody on the street to take over. You imagine he's got to be upset with the coaching staff and the training staff too. A lot of injuries. Michael Thomas, Mike Williams. Uh, to name a few, but uh, coaching coaching certainly seems to come into play. A rough year for the Gotham Knights. Looking at the playoff percentage chances, I think they're still most likely going to make it in. They just may not earn one of those coveted uh, bye weeks. At, at this, point, this point, this point, the the odds are just giving them a four point three percent chance. They'd have to surpass the three teams to get there, and. Uh, we only have five weeks left, and to make up two games over five weeks would be difficult. They do play, um, I believe they play both teams again. I know they play me again, and I'm almost certain that they play the winter phases. I'm almost certain that they play the God Kings as well, although maybe that's wrong. Yeah, I do think that's wrong. Okay, but they do play um, the winter phases again, so they've got a chance to to gain ground quickly if they can find their form down the stretch. Very good. All right. Well, we'll move on here. Keep things moving. Um, and that's sorry. Did you have anything else to say on that first matchup? Well, uh, we could put the popular baller season in perspective, but I will say that three wins through nine weeks, I think might be up there with the best season to date for the popular ballers. I can't remember exactly how the first season went. They have but... four wins in, in season one. So I'm one win away yeah. from time that. So <laughs> it'd be a franchise record here in year be. three. <laughs> Uh, and for, not out of the playoff picture, we should mention that, too. That's true. Very true. Now It'll be uh, be tough. It's going to be a tough road ahead. We'll get into that later for the for the ballers. What we got coming up on the schedule? Yeah. All right. Well, matchup two, we have uh, Marley Magic visiting the God Kings. Um, the matchup record is two to one in favor of the God Kings all time, and that includes the uh, opening week of this season. Um, this is my matchup of the week. For a couple of reasons, the first being that both of these teams are coming into this game on a three-game win streak, Woo. and both of the teams have beat pretty good teams in the in the those bunches of three. So 
the yeah. magic of just beat the popular ballers, not to include myself in this list, but um, <laughs> <laughs> the Gotham Knights in Touchdownton Abbey. Well, the God Kings have beat the only team to beat the Brews Matthews, popular ballers again, and the Gotham Knights. So they've outside of popular ballers, they're not beating a beating in the bottom of the pile here. They yeah. are taking down some giants. Yeah, I would say uh, uh, the Bruce Matthews are, are uh, right up there with the Marley Magic and the God Kings as this year's, um, not necessarily the biggest surprises, but the teams who have um, played a little bit better than expectation. Again, we knew that the God Kings, we knew that the Bruce Matthews were going to be in the playoff hunt. We knew Bruce Matthews would be in the buy, uh, hunt for one of those top two seeds. Um, but both uh, Marley Magic and God Kings, have played very well so far this year. We've had some nice, uh, a nice infusion of youth with the Marley Magic. Travis, Trevor, what is his name? Is Travis? Yeah, forgive me. Travis Etienne and Kenneth Walker have been carrying the load, but we don't want to overlook AJ Brown, the Mississippi misses with his contribution so far. A huge week, uh, two weeks ago versus Pittsburgh, putting up a nearly a forty spot, and to it, who has been written off by many. I know that Hunter Hawes has been a huge Tua supporter, uh, but Tua has has found form this year and has been one of the, the best quarterbacks in fantasy. Um, on the other side, despite Aaron Rodgers seemingly uh, aging 20 years in one offseason, we got the Devontae Adams, Chris Olave, and Austin Eckler show. Uh, Austin Eckler started the year incredibly slow, but is now the number one RB in fantasy He's had three uh, 30-plus point weeks and uh, is looking to feast again this week against San Francisco's defense. You wonder if he might get a lot of those short passes. So should be exciting matchup, like you said, and uh, Sleeper certainly thinks so, only favoring the God Kings by 54% to 46 All eyes on this one. I'd call it my game of the week, too. Uh, certainly a lot of playoff implications. Yeah, God Kings desperately trying to hold on to their spot in the, the bye week position and Marley Magic maybe just trying to prove that they really belong in the, the top six as they find themselves here. So it will be a good one. Yeah, the uh the playoff odds think that the Marley Magic are a shoe in for the playoffs at this point, ninety-three percent to make it. But they do think that the Gotham Knights will pass Marley Magic. So I think this is a great time for Marley Magic. You said that they've got some quality ones these last three week three weeks. I think this would be the chair on the top to say that. They're not just playing for the playoffs. They're playing for potentially one of those top two spots if they could pull off this win. All right. Next up, we have the Matriarchs visiting the Rocky Mountain Mooses. Uh, You go. That's on me. Sorry, listeners. (laughs) Let's hear from Jake. (laughs) So these teams have, of course, only met up once before as this is the Rocky Mountain Mooses' very first season. The Mooses actually took that first matchup. Um, so they're undefeated currently against the Matriarchs. Both these teams lost their last game, but that's the extent of the streak. Um, Matriarchs are currently in a playoff position, but they are the most vulnerable of the current playoff teams with their points for and win record. So I think they'd be the next to fall out. I think if the Mooses beat them here, actually, they will take their spot. They'll definitely yeah. pass them in the standings. Yeah, and if uh, another one of those three and six teams win, they would almost certainly pass the Matriarchs too, as the Matriarchs are last in the league in points for. Sleeper expects this matchup to be one of, if not the closest of the week, nearly 50-50 at this point. It is 51% in favor of the Matriarchs. Got an interesting uh, discrepancy between these two teams. 
as the Mooses seem to be intent on uh, looking to future seasons. They've traded away some um, valuable pieces for this year, like Dante Freeman most recently traded to the Brews Matthews uh, for future draft capital. That said, they still have the talent to make this week's matchup interesting as against Sleeper predicts. So uh, as we both said, that would put them in the playoff picture. We'll talk about who's going to end up with that sixth seed later to, in this uh, episode. But um, very interesting to see this one. We've said that God Kings versus Magic is our game of the week, but every game this week has important ramifications for the playoffs and for seeding. With only five weeks left, every matchup matters. It's the beauty of a league with uh, with no one openly tanking yet. Yeah. Every game's exciting. All right. On to the next one. We have um, your team, the, the winner faces, visiting Colton's Pit Kings. Pit Kings are coming into this matchup after losing two straight, while the winner faces have won their last game. Uh, winner faces are looking for this win to uh, make an advancement on Brady's hold on the bye. And the number two seed going into the playoffs. Well, the Pit Kings need a win just to keep the season alive. And Pit Kings were an off-season darling. A uh, lot of young pieces that uh, people are excited about, and some of them have delivered. You think about Damian Pierce, who I think even has surpassed expectations. Um, you think about the uh, spell they got from Eno Benjamin or Caleb Huntley, who's had some solid weeks. Drake London started out really hot. A whole lot of promising pieces on this roster. Um, Gabe Davis as well, of course. Um, and then some other pieces that have disappointed. Uh, Trey Lance, through no fault of his own, got injured in a brutal early season injury that has sidelined him for the year. Najee Harris is behind a terrible Steelers offensive line and a putrid offense altogether. Darno Mooney is on an awful passing offense. And TJ Hawkinson hopefully has found a new role on a new offense after being traded to the Vikings. So there's still some really exciting pieces and uh, you never know when Gabe Davis is going to get, you know, four touchdowns and put together a 40 point week. So um should be a tough battle versus the pickings. They got me in week one on the other side. I'm open to exact revenge. And as you said, catch up to the God Kings who uh, are currently favored by the playoff odds to get the second seed. I took a slight at those using that as locker room material this week, not just because the God Kings are favored <laughs> to get the two seed, but uh, the odds gave me a better chance of getting the four seed than they did the two seed. So they thought a better chance of falling down the standings than moving up. So we'll see how the boys respond to it. Excited, I believe, that this is Justin Fields' first start in his second year in the NFL. He's finally been given the reins of the winner faces offense as Mahomes understudy. And so we'll see what he'll do against the Detroit Lions. Excited for this week versus Colton. And I did forget to mention that the all-time record between these two teams is three to one in favor of the winner faces. But as you mentioned, the Pitkins got their first victory against you um, just this season. So they've proven they can do it before, and now they're on their their home turf so we'll see if they can Ooh. rise to the occasion Ooh, excited <laughs> all right and then our final matchup of the week we have rob and touchdownton abby heading up to play the bruise matthews and william these two teams have met up four times before the bruise have taken three of those matchups and the bruise took the matchup earlier this season to open the year 
The Brewers are on a two-game win streak coming into this one, while Touchdown Abbey has lost three straight. It's the longest active losing streak we have going right now. Um, and it's kind of a good summary of what's kind of been going on with their season. I think a team <laughs> we could definitely say is underperforming um, with the points for they have in, in their roster. The ever-gracious host of the CGF Mini Podcast, Jake Park, you know he really wants to let that – uh, let the GM of Touchdown and Abbey have an earful for the quarterback conundrum that the Abbey put the popular ballers in in the early start parts of the season. But it's now the Touchdown and Abbey with the quarterback conundrum. Uh, if Josh Allen is out for this week, which he is questionable at this point with the UCL injury, then it will be the Touchdown and Abbey who will be starting one quarterback for what feels like. I don't know if this is true. It's either the third or fourth straight week that they've only started one quarterback. An otherwise talented team that's been hampered by giving up 15 to 25 points um, by just simply not being able to field a full roster. Uh, Leonard Fournette has not quite been the same player he was last year, which is also part of the reason that the Abbey have been a little bit disappointing. But at the same time, Tyree Kill has not missed a step, and you have all sorts of uh, contributions from the David Montgomery's, the Cortland Sutton's, the Curtis Samuels, George Kittles, who, uh, even though they may be disappointing, are all going to put up 10 or so points and keep you in the ball game. And then once again, they find a diamond in the rough. The touchdown to Nabby really know how to discover these overlooked talents. This year, it's been Matt Collins, who's been putting up some startable weeks. Uh, last year, it was Hunter Renfro this week. Uh, this year, Matt Collins. So it has a knack for identifying the talent on the Raiders' depth chart at wide receiver. There's not really too much to say about the Bruce Matthews other than they have been utterly dominant. Uh, they have the t exact types of players you need to win in 2022. Jalen Hurts, Alvin Kamara, Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, Amari Cooper, Mark Andrews has been hurt a lot here recently and hasn't had quite the season he did last year, but you can see when he's fully healthy just who he is. And then Amari Cooper is finding good form with Jacoby Brissett in Cleveland. You can imagine what he might do down the stretch with Amari Cooper. Terrifying that this team has room to get better. And, you know, Taysom Hill, maybe a little spot start or get some three-touchdown week out of the blue or something. And uh, you just never know what you'll get with the Taysom Hill experience. On the other side, though, the Brews, despite seemingly locking up uh, a playoff spot, it, they'd have to lose out to even be uh, in doubt for the playoffs, but you have to imagine that their their points scored, even if they lose out, would still secure their playoff spot. So all that to say, that was a mouthful. All I mean to say is they can 100% clinch a playoff spot with a win this week and seemingly uh, have a firm grasp on the number one seed, but they have looked human two of the past three or four weeks. Um, they have put up a score that was somewhere under you know 180 or 200 where they usually are. So... Is there some midseason fatigue? We'll see how Brews look as they round out the regular season. One other thing of note in this matchup, Touchdown to Abbey is wearing a new jersey combination that I don't think they've worn before. Uh, wearing their yellow monk helmet, their white road jerseys, and their brown pants, which has never been used in this combination. So we'll I see if that it. works out for them. It's a classic fall matchup when, when the Brews and the Abbey get together. <laughs> it's very thematic. It's uh, perfect for this time of year. All right. Well, that is all of our matchup breakdowns for this week. Uh, we'll probably go to one more question before we uh, log off for the for the podcast. And I think 
we are going to go through what our predictions are for the six playoff teams and the, the standings in the year. So I don't know if you want to start with that. Yeah, I'll get us started with no surprise at number one, Bruce Matthews, um, a two game lead on the one seed. And not only that, the most points scored in the league. Um, the only team who's even in the ballpark and points for is Gotham Knights, but Brews have a four game lead on Gotham Knights. So a nearly insurmountable lead at the one seed feels like it would take like three or four catastrophic entries to Bruce players for them to even have any sweat at being the number one overall seed. An incredible year from them, as we just said. The two, I'm not just saying this to you know uh, jinx Brady and make myself look good and humble, but it really does seem like the God Kings are the second best team in the league this year. Um, had a big week last week. And again, coming off of a recent win versus Bruce, it's, it's an exciting time to be a God King fan. Three, I think I'll hold on to this despite the, the algorithm thinking there's a chance I slip. Uh, again, there's after the past couple of weeks, um, it seems like while the bottom has gotten muddier, the top has gotten a bit more clear. Um, and so God Kings and Winter Faces having a one-game lead over Marley Magic and a two-game lead over fifth place, it feels like with only five weeks to spare, I would keep, expect this order to stay the same. Um, I do think that Gotham Knights will take over Marley Magic's fourth position. Again, we'll see. Obviously, if Marley Magic upset the God Kings this week, that changes, and I feel confident Marley Magic will stay in the top four. But do expect Gotham Knights to find their form. As you said, they can put up 200 very easily. Uh, maybe they can find more balance in their weeks and just stay at a steady, steady 160, 170 instead of this yin and yang. Jonathan Taylor healthy, so should be a good end of the season for the Gotham Knights. Miley Magic, though, I expect them to be competitive. This isn't a slide on them. I do think they'll stay um, in the top five and have a winning record. The sixth, as we know, is where it gets very muddy. Um, the Matrix currently have a one-game lead, but we mentioned their points scored already. Mooses are not quite fully committed to the tank, but flirting with it. Um, got some injuries with Abby Pickings and popular ballers that are all limiting their lineups, especially at the quarterback position. I didn't mention this, but the Pickings are also only in line to start one quarterback this week. So teams that are just not at their full potential for one reason or another, and all of them have the potential if things break right to make the playoffs at this point, though, I'm going to stick with the early season, darling uh, favorite of mine, the Pickings, to get this, final playoff spot at number six like touchdown and abby to be seven mooses to be eight matrix to be nine and popular ballers at the 10 no slight to my partner jake park wow okay okay i'm gonna go ahead now and send you the strength of schedule rankings for the last Ooh, five you wait to give this to me till to... after i make my my go after predictions uh, uh but our, our predictions lined up pretty well um, I'm with you in that I think the Brews easily hold on to their number one spot and also agree with you that winter faces, I think I've finally grown to respect them as the powerhouse that they are. Wait, um, the I, winter faces or the God Kings? God Kings, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. God no, Kings, you're good. I, have, I have second. I, I got winter say, faces you haven't been respected me. I'm the <laughs> reigning champ and I haven't earned your respect. No, no, the God Kings, the, the tandem GMs of Brady and, and Zach, I, I think I'm yeah. going to put them at second, just yeah. barely ahead of you. You have to I think, wonder if, uh, sorry to interrupt, but you have to wonder what kind of magic Zach's been pulling behind the scenes to bring in uh, 
an exciting season to fruition like this. I have to think he's not getting enough credit. Yeah, you got to wonder how much power, where the power really lies. Yeah, that's that right. <laughs> but uh, not far behind the winter faces in third, I have the Gotham Knights in fourth. Kind of like you, I think there's just not a way they don't write the ship with the points they're putting up. Um, I think they're going to move kind of more towards the top where they belong. In fifth place, I have the Marley Magic still hanging in the top six pretty easily. But in sixth, I actually have chosen that the Matriarchs, if I was going to pick a team to fall out of the playoff position, I think it'd be them. Cause oh, as the we tease. Mentioned, as the, we way mentioned, you, the way you said their name, I thought you were going to say you expected them to stay there. But no, no they have a way of, of winning games and always being near the top. But I, I think it, this um, I think this year they, they finally uh, fall out of the playoffs. And I, I actually... You might be surprised with this pick. The team I think is going to take that spot is touchdown to Navi. I think they're too good to not Ooh. recover in the uh, in the last five games here. Yeah. The addition of Jared Goff hopefully patches things up for them at the quarterback position. He's projected for 18 this week. If if you add 18 points to the touchdown to Navi's score from the previous weeks or something there about, I, I would love to know how many games they would have won if they would have just had a second quarterback. Very true. And then for my uh, 7 through 10, won't spend too much time on these because I think these might fluctuate as teams start to, to nosedive. Um, although I applaud everybody for not doing it so far because I think just the whole league is much more fun just to watch and to participate in if nobody's yeah. doing that. Not that it's an any moral thing to do, but the longer you can hold <laughs> out, the better. But I have uh, Mooses, Matriarchs, Pit Kings, Popular Ballers, so I actually agreed a few that I might end up at the, the bottom this year, but but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, for those who can't see the strength of schedule, just a quick rundown of the important notes of that. Um, I, I created this chart by adding the total points for of the final five opponents for each team together and then ranking them based on that. So the number one on this list has the hardest remaining schedule. And unfortunately, that is also the 10th place team. <laughs> the popular ballers have an uphill climb if they want to try and get back into this. Right behind them is the Pit Kings with the second hardest remaining schedule. Followed by the Matriarchs, Gotham Knights at four, Touchdown to Abbey at five, Winter Faces at number six, Rocky Mountain Mooses at seven, Bruce Matthews at eight, Marley Magic at nine, and God King's 10th, which adds to my belief that they're going to hold on to that second buy spot. Yeah, that's tough for the Magic, too. They get what seems like an easy schedule to round out the year, but the team that they're chasing... Uh, one of the teams they're chasing has an even easier schedule as they aim for the, that buy. Uh, other thing I'll add about the fun of nobody tanking is it does show when nobody's giving away free wins, it does show just how easy it is for any team to get into the playoff picture. The margins are so thin. One game separates the bottom six teams in the standings. So obviously point differential, there's some some significant differences that would take several weeks to make up, but you never know what can happen in fantasy football. That's right. Very true. Well, and that brings kind of to, to light a discussion that maybe we'll save for another day um, yeah. about the median and the the arguments for and against it and what it has done or not done to our standards. But we'll save that for next time. Wow. Um, <laughs> just like the CGF mini candy snack that this podcast is named after, <laughs> we are meant to be a snack and not a full course meal. We are a companion podcast to the real CGF Dynasty podcast. And so we like to keep things short and sweet. So we're going to probably call it there for the day. Uh, Wyatt, do you have any final notes before we start week 10 and go watch the Thursday night football game? No, I'm just excited to see what will happen this week. And um, hopefully 
fingers crossed, no major injuries, but you know, that'll happen. That's the other thing. You just so much to still be undecided based on what happens with real life football. You know, we talked about the uncertainty around our own standings, but um, you never know what will happen down the stretch. It seems like every year, the last three weeks of the playoffs or the uh, last three weeks of the season and into the playoffs are complete chaos as, as um, waiver wire scrubs become superstars. So anything can happen. Very excited to watch. All right. You heard her here first. Anything can happen. We want to thank you all for joining us and we'll talk to you next week.